Welcome to CII Radio. In this episode, we're talking to Dr. Matt Connell about the Financial Conduct Authority, the Senior Management and Certification Regime, and culture. In this episode of the CII podcast series, we're joined by Dr. Matt Connell, Policy and Public Affairs Director at the Chartered Insurance Institute. At the end of 2019, the Financial Conduct Authority is introducing the Senior Management and Certification Regime. The regime aims to improve culture within firms, but what is culture and how can you change it? To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here's our conversation with Matt Connell. Hello, Dr. Matt. How are you? Good, thank you. Excellent. Welcome to CII Radio. Thank you. Fantastic. Very, very happy to have you here. Starting in quite a broad sense, um, people may initially know culture as something they encounter when they go traveling the different mm, countries different yeah. regions have their own culture absolutely um, so that's kind of maybe the first thing people think mm, of definitely. but um how does how would culture kind of relate to to, to business and firms and and the insurance profession mm, well the, the two things are connected i think every, everywhere we go we we interact with people and when we interact with people um we want to we want to do something if we're traveling we might want to get somewhere or find somewhere interesting uh, if we're in a firm we might, might want to make a decision about resources and allocation and might want to you know kind of find a better way to, to serve customers so we're always interacting with people and we're always making decisions and we're trying to get things done and yeah. to get things done and to interact with people and make decisions we've got to have some kind of framework for for how we how we communicate, how we decide whether something's important, how we decide whether it's um, the right thing or the wrong thing. And we have sort of formal ways of doing that, but there are thousands and thousands of sort of informal clues and conventions and traditions and and, and, and ways of doing things that, that underpin that and, and, and make us sort of instinctively decide what's the best way to approach each other, whether to start a conversation f- informally sort of at someone's desk or have a have a have a have a proper meeting about it with a, with an agenda or when we're, when we're abroad do we look at the, the guidebook before we talk to somebody or would we go up and, and talk to them and 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 so and that's what what culture is it's all these thousands and thousands of of different clues about how we can relate to people and, and get things done and I think you know it's really interesting that example you had about going to, to a different country I think also starting work at a new company is is also a time when we're really really aware of culture because yeah. all the thousands of different clues um, about how we should behave whether something's formal or informal um, whether we can just go out go up to somebody and start trying to get something done or whether we have to go through some sort of introductory process afterwards Absolutely. We're, we're really aware of that when we're in a new country or a new company but but when we're somewhere we're familiar with all those different clues even though we're still reading them and still using them um all those conventions and and, and unseen ways of doing things and, and rules for doing things um they, they they become so familiar with to us they just feel like reality and it's only something culture is only something we're really aware of with when we're thrown in somewhere completely new yeah so it's so it's about environment um it's uh, mm. there's a social element to it absolutely um, it's about kind of protocol and rules yes. of yeah. certain places yeah. as well i mean so there there can even, it's not always a, a positive thing as well is it i mean you, there there are people that there's an element of counterculture absolutely um, there yeah. are places or or re, you know regions or, or or areas that can 
be deemed of, ha- of having no culture, which I mean, mm. is, yeah, is strictly yeah, true. Yeah, and that that's and some, has yeah, absolutely. Culture. And 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 again, it's very subjective. What's what's proper culture and what's counterculture? Yeah. And and some people have made it their lives work to to explore the the things that were written off as being uncultured or no culture or yeah. um, sort of primitive culture. And and they've uh, a lot of people have have made fascinating studies and 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 shown how actually something that's written off as as being uncultured or 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 primitive or whatever is actually incredibly sophisticated and incredibly good at getting people to coordinate and make decisions and cope with a with a particular environment but but some people coming to that environment would say oh well this isn't what i'm familiar with so it's it's obviously pointless and useless And, and and again you know in financial services i think we we see that all the time and that's why culture isn't just something that's that's sort of interesting to talk about but not have any any practical relevance we can see in financial services often culture is the determining factor as andrew bailey said it's it's everywhere and nowhere it's 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 hard to really pin down but but again when we when something goes wrong um so something like um the libor and fx um fixing uh that went wrong and you ask well why did that go wrong and why did it go wrong in 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 some institutions and and not others and very quickly you see that that it was it wasn't because of the the, the kind of the formal stuff the the, the rules and the codes of conduct and, and stuff like that yeah it was the informal stuff the way in which people could found it easy to get around them by operating in in, in different ways yeah um that, that subverted all the all the good intentions of the rules and actually meant the reality was was very very different and in some some firms you see actually the opposite you might see um people come in and um, produce all sorts of incentives to sell products maybe that that aren't in 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 clients interests you know yeah. that might for, for a sort of short-term gain but you might see a lot of very professional people in within the organization who have a great sense of of a duty of care to their clients mm-hmm. sort of resisting those incentives and and and, and resisting the, the temptation to do the bad thing and 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 have almost a sort of professional counterculture of yeah. of, of continuing to do the right thing uh, for their clients despite despite the formal sort of rules and incentives that that may be trying to do think tell them to do things on a more short-termist basis so so cultures is incredibly important in, in terms of a, yeah. a, a company yeah. or an organization and it can mean the difference between kind of building trust among staff and among clients Absolutely. and customers yeah. Yeah. And, and ultimately improving business and um improving their performance Definitely, and, and, yes. and profits or whatever that that company is doing. So it is a very important thing, and not just mm. an airy fairy mm. term that you know. It's just nice to have, or, or something. It's something that can be directly kind of and, and actively cultivated and, and and improved. Absolutely, and then again, I think as a, as a client, you know, you you often see um, the the product of of the of of, of culture in in the way you're served. So if 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 you're someone who, who goes to a, to a financial services company and and things are explained to you really well and people um, see things from your point of view and understand where you're coming from, there's a huge amount of cultural factors that 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 are necessary to, to make them do that and equally if, if a firm has a has a, has much less of a sort of empath- empathetic and understanding um culture that's that's because of all the all the culture within the firm that that stops them from seeing things from 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 the client's point of view i see okay so more specifically what does the financial conduct authority uh, mean by culture yeah so 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 yeah so what the 
FCA's done is they've again, you know, they've said culture is 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 everywhere and nowhere. It's it's this huge, great subject that you could <laughs> spend your whole life studying, and, and people do spend their yes, their whole yeah. careers sort of studying in 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 minute detail. And and in a way, that's some people would argue that's the only way to do the subject of of culture justice. Mm. But but the FCA's got a job to do in terms of protecting consumers. So the FCA said, as far as they're concerned, they they've made a strong link between culture and consumer outcomes, client outcomes. So they've said, you know, you can't be a company and say, we've got a great culture in this company, but we rip off customers. That's, that's just, just doesn't make sense. Yes, yeah. um, so they've said they, they measure the, the, the overall quality of the culture in a firm by the kind of outcomes that, that clients get. If clients get um, a, a good service and they, you know, their, their needs are, are met by the by the things that are recommended to them, uh, then then that's a sign of a of a of a strong culture. And so the FCA is not looking at every single aspect of of culture. It's it's really just looking at it from point of view of what's the end product for the for the for the client. Right. So he so, looks at the results of or, or the feedback yeah. from a from yeah. a company or organization then if there is if there are problems there that's when it, absolutely. it, it looks backwards so, so into a, what, what's producing these. A good these culture issues. means good outcomes for consumers. Bad yeah. culture means bad outcomes for consumers. Yeah. Um, but then the FCA's also looked at asked itself what then are the things that go into making a good culture or making um, a, a bad culture? Yeah. And and obviously, again, you could write that list forever and ever because there's so many different things that go into to shaping how people behave. Yeah. Um, but the FCA's come up with a list of, of four kind of things to, uh, you know, really important categories to start off with. Okay. And then in the course of conversations and thinking has, has come up with some other factors as well. Right. Um, but but the, so the four main ones, uh, first of all, is the, the purpose of a of, of a company and, and and that's one of the big inputs into the, the culture of a of a company and, right. and I think in, in particular you know you, could, you can see the way some companies are set up they're set up to to serve clients forever you know they're, they're set up to, to be around for a really long time and to, uh, uh, to, to, to and in order to do that they need to maintain a reputation not just over um, one or two years but over over several decades and so immediately the culture of the organization is is affected by by that decision to, to, to be a, a, a long-running presence in a market right you know to to, to, to achieve that, you need to maintain a reputation for a long time. You've got to produce sort of steady results. You you can't just um, be be sort of slash and burn, come in and do something amazing, yeah. and then and then disappear a couple of years later. So 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 the purpose of an organisation, what an organisation is set up to achieve, and and the kind of way it achieves it, and the and the time scale for achieving it, um, is is a, is a big input into into culture. So that's the first one. The second one that the FCA chooses is the the leadership of an organisation. So you know it's often called the sort of tone from the top. So the, the the kind of decisions that people make, you know, the people who have can allocate resources, the kind of way they they allocate resources, the way they prioritise things, what they consider to be important, what they don't consider to be important, what gets you access to the decision makers. Um, um, the, the the way the values that the, the decision makers um, project to the to the rest of the the organisation the values that people know will get them ahead and and get them more likely to get a get a promotion and things like that so it's it's the way that the leaders behave is the second big input yeah and that that kind of li- links on to the to the third input which is the kind of incentives that are that are given so in you know 
obviously um, remuneration is the is the main kind of incentive and organisations think long and hard about how they reward people and yeah. the extent to which it's through pay or through bonuses and if it's through bonuses how are the bonuses triggered and what kind of incentives uh, does that give? I suppose that can be quite a kind of sensitive issue that companies have to be careful about because um, incentivising sales for instance may Absolutely, lead yes. to just a, you yeah. know a, a worse sales experience when if for instance um, that the sales you know, representatives are Definitely. looking more at results than the actual treatment of customers or, you know, that, that kind of eth- ethical Absolutely. side. So it's something that's very important. Absolutely. So, so again, it kind of goes back to the, to the, you know, is it, is it, is it a crude short term um, trigger or is it, is it that, that can be, that can be manipulated or is yeah. it, is it a, a longer term thing that, 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 that draws in more factors and, 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 and considers uh, customer outcomes more more effectively. Okay, and then and then the third one is is the governance of an organisation. So it's sort of it's systems and control. So not just who gets to sit on the board of a company, but also things like um, what happens when there's a complaint, what happens when there's something go wrong. How how does an organisation learn from its mistakes? Does it do a sort of thorough root cause analysis and then yeah. and then make people responsible for making sure that doesn't happen again or is it a much looser process that allows things to go wrong and and and, and not getting not getting addressed or, or or seen to so that's so those are the four of purpose leadership incentives and and governance but then in in speeches um the fca has also looked at other other issues like um like diversity and inclusion and, and andrew bailey's made comments along the lines of you know if, if, if an organization doesn't reflect the society it serves internally yeah um then that will have an impact on 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 customer outcomes in terms of sort of empathy and, and ability to, to to serve different consumer groups uh which has you know that that, that those that impact on on customer outcomes is can have a, a an impact on on the culture of an organization so so again you know going back to to good good customer outcomes lead means good culture yeah. uh, equally a, a diverse culture and, and a culture in which company is is thinking about all different groups and society is 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 a, is, a, is a culture that's more likely to produce good outcomes for for a wider range of of clients and, and consumers absolutely um now um the, the senior management and certification regime um, mm. is due to come in later in 2019 yes. um, introduced by the fca how does culture time it tie into the uh, smcr yeah, I, th- I think it, it it ties in very very closely. So, um, on, on the face of it, um, SMCR it, it, it's less about kind of uh, the sort of richness and and all the things that go on. And we talked about sort of um, what what goes on at a high level and then and counterculture and, and things like that. SMCR yeah. is a bit more sort of dry, cut and dried than than that. It's right. it's more about structures and 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 processes. Um, but once you follow those structures and processes through, um, you end up in a place that says, well, actually, the important thing here is is the culture of a of an organisation. So, um, the senior management and certification regime, the the senior management part of it is about senior senior people having having clear responsibilities, documenting those responsibilities in 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 job descriptions, uh, and being and being held to those responsibilities. And and in particular, one one innovation of of this senior management regime compared to previous senior management regimes is it's it's not just about things that that people do intentionally, but it's about the things that that they might neglect um, when a reasonable person would have would would have done something something different. So oh, it's it, it's about senior management responsibility, not just in terms of what the senior manager does, but in terms of what some a reasonable person in their role 
would have done that that, that perhaps the, the somebody somebody who's contravening the the senior management regime isn't isn't doing so so there's an element of of what's being neglected as well as as what's being done so it's it's quite a tough um level of expectations from 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 senior managers um but then the other the other element of the senior management regime is is that there are people in in who aren't senior managers who nevertheless have have important and, and responsible roles uh, and and those people with important and responsible roles for example people with uh, customer facing roles that require them to be qualified in some way um, they're, they're they're put into what's called the certification regime uh, and unlike senior managers people in the certification regime they're not notified to the to the FCA there's no sense of, of the FCA having a veto over them right but but nevertheless firms themselves have to keep a record of who's who are certified individuals and and firms are responsible for for making sure those those individuals um, are, are fit and proper and, and are continuously competent uh, to do the role over over a long long period of time yeah so so that's the sort of the the, the senior level of an organization um, but the SMCR also has conduct rules um, for pretty much every individual who works in the organization if you're right. not yeah. um, sort of coming in to water the plants or, or something <laughs> as simple as that then you're going to be in covered by the conduct rules pretty much anyone who has any 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 level of responsibility in in, in a financial services firm uh, is covered by these rules and these rules say basically that you have to act with integrity and yeah. and you have to be competent those are the two 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 big themes that that run through through all the conduct rules and i think it's in those individual conduct rules that's where the 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 the, the culture element comes in because yeah. in order for a firm to to comply with with smcr and comply with the with the, with the conduct rules at every single level of, of the organization you have to have all the inputs um for for culture working so you have to have good governance to to, to make sure everyone un understands what what role they have you have to have strong leadership to make sure people understand what the values are the purpose of the organization has to un underpin uh, you know and not 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 um take away from compliance with the with the conduct rules and, and, and people have to have the right incentives uh, in front of them as well so 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 you start off with SMCR with with quite a lot of sort of um, processes and rules around um, how people should behave and how they should document what they're doing and, yeah. and what responsibilities they have but but once you get into SMCR in its entirety and the individual contact rules and the fact that it applies to pretty much everyone in the in the firm, then you're kind of switching from 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 a sort of regulatory um, uh, regulatory regime that 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 looks at a small number of people and how they're accountable and and looks to the entire organisation and and what the culture of that organisation is. So, what kind of practical things can a company do to to change their culture and and possibly improve their culture? Yeah, I mean, this is this is something we've we've looked at because because again, it is it it goes back to the fact that if culture is is everywhere and nowhere, how do you change something that's that's, <laughs> that's everywhere and nowhere? Yeah, that's, difficult to pin down. That's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. and and I think it is around the habits that that we have and the habits that we encourage um, when when we're interacting with people, when we're making decisions, when we're trying to make thing get things done. So yeah. um, the the way we change our culture, you know, the, 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 there are ways that firms can do it in terms of um, setting out their purpose, setting out their values, setting out codes of, of conduct. But that they're sort of one-off things. The, the really important things are the kind of things that communicate what's important on a on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Yeah. So so for example, I think when 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 we have 
meetings um it's you know the kind of things that affect the culture of an organization in in meetings is you know how 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 much is 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 what's decided and what's talked about how much does that relate back to the purpose of the organization or is it just um just in in reaction to to whatever the latest thing happens so you know you can have purposeful meetings that that really think about what what an organization is there for and 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 and, and applying that in, in in response to um day-to-day events or you can just forget about what the purpose of the organization <laughs> is and in the panic of 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 um responding to day-to-day events just just be dictated by what's happening yeah. in in the event and that, and that that has a huge impact on culture and it's also the way you go about things so 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 for for for, for a meeting do you have a, a, a do you plan ahead do you do you prepare for it in a way that that produces an agenda that makes that link or do you do it in a more unstructured way in which case you know you you're letting yourself open to, to, to not controlling the culture so much of the of of, of the event um, but equally it's about being open to things Things like, you know, to get good consumer outcomes, you've got to be open to things that you can't control or you shouldn't be controlling, like um, bad news coming into the organisation. So, you've, yeah, um, when you when you talk to people, when you have meetings, do you give everyone the space and the and the and the reassurance to know that they can talk about things that are going wrong or talk about things that that that, that, that you know are a pain in the neck and, and and people don't really want to hear about but need yeah. to hear about it do you do you give people space and the and the confidence to talk about things or do you kind of um do everything in a rush so you're 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 just sort of um dismissing that 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 kind of activity so again it's those little things like giving everyone in a meeting the opportunity to say something the opportunities to to contribute and and the confidence to know that they're doing it in a in a meaningful way it's it's those things that that, that affect the the culture of an organization perhaps more so than a big flashy value statement or yeah. or or a code of ethics that sort of sits on the shelf and, and and gathers dust it's it's the kind of habits that we have and the and the way we communicate with people and the way we make decisions on a day-to-day basis that that has just as much effect on 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 culture as um as, as anything that's done in sort of any formal culture program. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's an incredibly vast subject and, and one that is, is obviously very important to a lot of organizations. Mm-hmm. If our listeners wanted to find out more about the, uh, about the senior management and certification regime, um, is there somewhere kind of on the CII site that they can they Absolutely. Can visit? Yeah. There's a, there's a, a hub on the, on the, on the, on the CII website. And we've also, um, for our societies, we've, got guides on the senior management regime and the sections in those guides around culture and the FCA's view of culture and how that fits into the senior management regime. So people are members, for example, of the Society of Insurance Brokers or yeah. uh, Society of Claims Professionals will have those will have those guides on SMCR and, and culture to look at as well. Fantastic. So yeah, we'd encourage listeners and, and members to visit those and, and find out a bit more. Well, thank you very much for coming in to, to see us today. That, that was excellent, Matt. And um, yeah, we appreciate you, you joining us. Great. No, thanks a lot no problem at all all right and uh, thank you for listening to this episode if you'd like to find out more and subscribe please visit the journal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts and we'll see you next time thanks very much goodbye